Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 Feed. This is our Curlick and Porter on the Ohio State Recruiting Trail podcast that we do every other week and looking to expand it to every week. And I'm back with Mark Porter, founder and director of ScoutingOhio.com for 16 years and myself, Bill Curlick, covering Ohio State football recruiting for 36 years. Uh, Mark and I go to a high school game every weekend, Mark often multiple games, Uh, but obviously there's no high school games right now, but there's still a lot to talk about when it comes to Ohio State football recruiting. So uh, let's let's get started. And Mark, I want to start a little bit differently uh, this week. I want to kind of go back and uh, you and I have been doing this a long time and just look at one or two major changes that we've seen in in the recruiting uh, game, so to speak. Um, one of mine is is basically how um, I communicate with recruits. You know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I would, during the day, make a list of, say, 10, 15 kids that Ohio State was recruiting that I would call in the evening because, obviously, they were in school in the day, and I'd call them in the evening and talk about, you know, what's going on in their recruitment and, and all that type of thing. And then in the day, I would talk to different sources, coaches, uh, high school, college, that type of thing. But a a whole lot of my work was done at night because that's when you had to call kids. Um, Nowadays, it's a lot different. Um, A lot less time at night calling kids because uh, of the way we communicate nowadays, Uh, messaging, private message, text, all that type of thing. And, And you can do that during the day. So you know, I talk to sources, I talk to coaches, and I talk to kids all during the day, much more so than in the evening. So that, that's been a big change for me. Uh, the other big change has been basically the way I make a living. Uh, back in those days, uh, a lot, well, most of my income was based on 900 numbers. Um, you know, I would call a message in on a 900 number about a high state recruiting every day and, and, and people would pay to listen to that. Uh, I actually lost out a, a few years of income because uh, I just refused to believe that anybody would listen to me talk about Ohio State recruiting and actually pay for that. So I resisted and finally I gave in and uh, agreed to do it with a company and it was it was very successful. That became my main source of income and, and that's been a major change. Now obviously the internet has taken away 900 numbers altogether. So uh, it's a whole new way of basically making my living these days. So that's two big changes for me. And and I know you've got uh, uh, something to talk about along those lines as well. 
yeah, going back to 2003, 2004, 2005 when we started, uh, I was messing around with video technology before YouTube was around. And, you know, the competition at the time had put out a top 100 players on VHS. And what we want to do is go beyond that. And we put out four or 500 players on a 10 DVD box set. And we really tried to set the bar higher. And where it gets archaic is when we put those videos online, we were on dial-up at the time. And putting a video online in dial-up, you'd upload it at night. And hopefully by the next morning, the, the video was uploaded. And so kids had to wait almost weeks sometimes to get their video uploaded. And same with the coaches who were watching it online. There was buffering and you, you'd wait and wait and wait. And it wasn't very convenient. But as you know, times have changed, now kids are doing these things on their phones, which is something at the time I, I kind of resisted. I, I couldn't believe the technology was going to progress that fast where we're sitting here 15 years later. And it's like, yeah, kids have been using their phones and watching videos forever now. It seems like there hasn't been ever been a time when they weren't. So that's how the game has changed. And it went from finding the top 100 players in Ohio and making a film for them to now I'm probably scouting four or 5,000 uh, players a year and putting them into a massive database. And, you know, you watch all the videos and put a grade on them where before all the time went into video editing and putting arrows on players. Now it goes into real-time evaluations, getting out on the road and seeing kids at camps and combines and, you know, basically being a grad assistant for the college coaches and, and gathering up all the players, you know, at times when they're busy working on their season and they can't get on the road. Yeah, that's uh, there, there's been some huge changes and who knows what it's going to be like, say, in five years from now, even. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more changes. Uh, but, but let's move to the present now. And that includes a huge announcement coming up. Uh, next week on February 17th, lineman, offense and defensive lineman, Luke Montgomery from Findlay, Ohio, is going to announce his college choice. He, as I said, is going to announce on February 17th, and uh, I'll, I'll be going to Findlay to cover that announcement. Uh, in my opinion, uh, Luke Montgomery is the number one player in the state of Ohio for the class of 2023, and uh, he's a young man that I've seen a number of times, and I know you have too. I've, I've seen him play in person at games at least three times, if not four or five times in the last uh, couple of seasons. I saw him recently in a basketball game, great basketball game. I went up to see Finley play uh, Lima Sr., and he uh, is a postman for the Finley Hoops team. Uh, so he's about ready to make his college choice. He's a young man that I've been very impressed with. I think he's going to be a great guard in college but uh wherever he goes you know that school is going to get a, a great one in luke montgomery i've had him crystal ball to ohio state for a while but we'll see what happens when he makes his announcement uh next week and i know you have some thoughts on luke montgomery as well yeah I, you know i get on the road every year and i try to see him at least once a year and i'll rewind back to his freshman year uh, i started hearing the buzz about him during the season and it was week 10 and they were playing Toledo Central Catholic, and they were getting smoked. It had to be 36 to nothing in the fourth quarter, and I'm watching him in the second half. And what I found unique about him that day is he was the leader on the field. He was the freshman in the huddle that was trying to get guys fired up, trying to keep them focused, trying to make a play, even though the seniors had pretty much come to the you know realization that their season was about over and they were not going to go out the way they had hoped. Uh, and, you know, fast forward a couple of years, you see that same type of attitude. Uh, and that's what's kind of made him great. Uh, he's one of those unselfish players, one of those leaders on the team. And then you throw in his talent, which is uh, a very athletic big man. You know, you talk about him playing basketball. I think he moves around like an athlete. 
Uh, I first watched him on defense, which speaks to his athleticism. I still think he could play defense. Uh, but he's cut out probably to be a guard in college. I think he could be a center. Uh, a tackle, he has the feet, maybe not the length yet, but I don't think he's done growing. Uh, and then, of course, you factor his brother into this equation and what he may do in a couple of years. You know, there's a, a, a dynamic there that's unusual in recruiting, you know, both hopefully or Buckeye fans. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to see what happens next week. But what a great athlete for the state of Ohio. Yeah, and you mentioned his brother, Ryan Montgomery. He is a freshman quarterback at Finley. It was the varsity starter and and, and led him into the playoffs uh, and all. And when Luke and his leadership skills uh, are gone at Finley after next season, then uh, Ryan is going to take over because he's a, he's going to be an outstanding leader for them as well. And he's an outstanding young man and super talented athlete too. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Two of the schools that uh, uh, both Luke and Ryan have scholarship offers from uh, are Ohio State and Michigan. So that leads me into our next segment. What in the world is going on up at Michigan? Uh, you know, some just bizarre things that have happened up there. And obviously we, we know that uh, uh, Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, is going to stay at Michigan. Um, when that came out uh, – recently you know i was at home in the evening and saw it that uh he was staying at michigan the first thing that i thought of was he didn't get offered the the vikings job and and then i said to myself is either that or maybe he had uh, a list of things that the vikings weren't willing to uh go with but my first inclination was he didn't get offered the job and i, I had mentioned that on a thread on buck nuts and and that's what it turns out um and you have Josh Gaddis then, the offensive coordinator, uh, leaving and, and, and obviously not so pleasant terms. Um, the defensive corner, coordinator had already left uh, Mike McDonald to go to the Ravens in the NFL. So we got some changes going on up there. You know, I, I think that uh, you know, they'll probably move forward in time, that it won't hurt their recruiting too much, but, but, but it's going to hurt a little bit at least in the near future and, and maybe into the, the future after that. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, just kind of a strange situation going on at, at Michigan, Mark. Yeah, sometimes the explanation is the simplest one. I think Coach Harbaugh thought that he had the Vikings job before he even went up there and they were going to maybe meet his demands or his expectations. And a lot of that's talk through agents. So his agent probably led him to believe that, hey, we just got to go up there and shake some hands and this is a done deal. And I think as a courtesy to his staff, he said, listen, you know, do what's best for you. You know, if, if you think going out and getting a job that's open right now is what's best for you and you don't want to wait around to see if I come back, uh, you know, I'm not going to be grudged out of your family. And I think he thought he was doing his staff a favor by, you know, telling them that and, you know, and not – I guess holding them hostage while he was out looking for jobs and letting them think, well, you know, should we, you know, stay here? Are we not going to stay here? You know, so I think he did the right thing for his staff. But then again, like you said, it, it didn't go the way he expected in Minnesota for whatever reason. And then you come back and you realize, oh boy, I want you guys back. And you know, they'd all find you know softer landing spots for the situation. And when you're in situations like that and you follow it every year, it's an hour to hour thing. These coaches. Uh, you know, one minute they're on the road, you know, recruiting for one school. The next minute they're wearing a different shirt and they're, you know, going to a different school and they're changing the recruits. I, I've seen coaches on the road literally get called and their, job, their jobs are switching. You know, so 
it's an hour by hour thing. And, you know, what happens week to week, you know, the future changes so drastically. Uh, weird situations like this pop up. But you're right. At the end of the day, it's Michigan. The brand name is Harbaugh. Uh, the coordinators, yes, they're great recruiters, but he's going to bring other great recruiting guys. And, and just like Ohio State, the, the drum keeps beating. It's Michigan will go on. Yeah, and but uh, and and I agree. I think you know it will go on. Uh, it, it's just going to be kind of uh, interesting to watch. I think uh, over the next yeah. season. And I think uh, you know people have asked me how much is it going to hurt their recruiting, and I, my feeling is a lot will depend on what kind of season they have. If they have a difficult season, then it's going to be a bigger factor. If they have a, an outstanding season, it won't be much of a factor. So we'll, we'll see how it goes down the road. But, uh, you know, talking about college coaches, you and I talked about something I think is pretty interesting that uh, pre- people probably don't know about you and your business. Uh, I think uh, sharing with them would be good. Uh, you know, college coaches actually come to your house uh, for as part of their service. Uh, you also interact with them uh, uh, in, in a way that uh, people probably don't realize. So, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that, that's the unique part of my job is obviously we put out a report or a spreadsheet that has a grade and have evaluations on all the players. But a lot of the college coaches are about relationships and they want to know more about the report. Mark, you said in here he's not as big as listed. Well, how big is he? So a lot of guys like to call and stop by the house. And basically, I'll spend an hour or two with them and help them make sure they're going to the right high schools. Uh, Like I said, I'm a grad assistant coach. When you're in Youngstown today, uh, here are the seven schools I would stop at. And the three kids at these schools, like I indicated in my report, I probably wouldn't waste my time going to them. You know, I drive to a lot of areas in Ohio that nobody drives to. And I either tell a college coach, hey, it's worth your drive down to Athens to see Joe Burrow this year or you know what, you don't have to drive all the way down there, you know, and that's kind of what it is. So when they stop by the house or, you know, we do a lot of conference calls when, you know, Mark, hey, you're on a speakerphone in the staff room right now. Uh, We're looking at some of your prospects and, you know, you said such and such about this kid. Where did you see him or, you know, why did you say that? And, you know, I think my honesty is my approach. Uh, I'm wrong as often as I'm right, but I think the colleges respect my honesty that, hey, coach, the night I saw him, I, I thought he was a dog. I know he's a five-star by some, but he just didn't do it for me that night. He, he, he did it a few other nights later, you know, and I think they, you know, realize that. And so, sometimes I say, you know, all they want is a second opinion. Sometimes they just want to know if they're on the right path uh, or if there's any, you know, landmine they should be avoiding. Uh, but it's really, really been a unique business when you start off making videos and putting together this report and all of a sudden, you know, people are in your driveway, sitting in your office and you know, you're watching the film and, I'd be remiss if I didn't say the first couple dozen times I did it, I was the student, you know, as I would watch film with these college coaches and, you know, I would be really be picking their brain as much as they were picking my brain. You know, I'd be telling them what I'd saw, but I'd also ask them, you know, why aren't you guys recruiting this kid? You know, and one of the first things I realized is the difference between what the media thinks of a player and what the college coaches think in a player. You know, a lot of times there's hype in the media that the college coaches have to sort out. And a lot of times the media is on to players way before college coaches are because they have access to them before. And, you know, it's a really neat, unique perspective. A lot of times I say I'm like Forrest Gump. I was in the right place at the right time, you know, when dial up was out there. And it's really given me a foot in the door as we go into this cutting edge in the future with the relationships I've built and, you know, the the business, how it's, you know, flourished over the years and building the new website we built this year. So 
it, it's been unbelievable starting from dial up to today. And I should add that your reach as far as uh, coaches coming to your house and you being in their film room and that type of thing, it's Midwest, SEC, it, 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 you know, all over places beyond. Yeah, and, you know, as we were talking about Michigan there and, you know, Coach Harbar or whatever, the Michigan staff, the underlings, were dealing with me while that was going on, and they had coaches on the road and in Ohio, and the machine didn't stop. You know, the, there were still guys recruiting Ohio and flipping stones in Ohio. So even to the outside world, you may think Jim Harbaugh is gone, not to the recruiting staff and the ops guys and directors of personnel. I mean, they were still doing their job. And it's neat to see the behind the scenes of where these coaches are actually headed on the road and, you know, what's actually going to happen before it happens. A lot of times, you know, I'll be privy to, hey, when we go on the road today, these are probably the seven kids that are going to be offered. And, you know, you sit there and throughout the day and you watch it happen. And it's, it's really neat. Well, we uh, certainly appreciate all the help you've given us here at Bucknuts. Uh, you're great at what you do. And uh, Bucknuts uh, certainly appreciates your work. And Bucknuts members, I hope uh, you've enjoyed this podcast and we'll be back with it again soon. Yeah, you're no slouch yourself there, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Thanks, Mark. And uh, again, we'll be back again soon, Buckfest members. Thank you, Bill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.